I'm so looking forward to this conversation today. Today, you guys, I have Jeff Sanders. He is a keynote speaker, a productivity coach, author of the 5 a.m. Miracle, the free time formula, and the founder of the Rockin' Productivity Academy. Jeff is also the host of the 5 a.m. Miracle podcast, which is ranked number one in Apple Podcasts in the self-improvement and business categories. He's been nominated for six podcast awards and exceeded 9 million downloads. He is a plant-based marathon runner and a personal development junkie. Every week, you can find Jeff writing and speaking at jeffsanders.com. Jeff, welcome. Thank you, Christy. I'm excited to be here today. So when I said, um, I think that you're good to go, do you need any coaching? Now that I've read like that little last little piece, I think you're good to go as far as the <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> Yeah, this is just kind of what I do. So yeah. <laughs> this is what you do. So Jeff, uh, like that sounds amazing, but I'm always so intrigued. What got you to that point? Um, is there some sort of story or um, parallel or, uh, I mean, I feel like I consider myself a productivity expert too, but I have had to learn and rebuild so many aspects of my life. Um, so I'm just curious, uh, what brought you to be doing what you're doing today? I think it's a combination of a few things. Um, the, I guess the reality of me getting into podcasting was kind of a an output of my college years and high school years doing a lot of theater. And I, I majored in theater in college, but did not want to become a, a professional actor. And so my question was, if I don't want to act and I'm not going to go to film school, which is one of my ideas as well, how do I integrate you know, technology, performance, I might have interest in those areas into a career? And at first I had no idea but then I discovered podcasting as a listener and really fell in love with just listening to lots of great, mostly personal growth based shows. And I discovered like while listening to those, I wanted to do one myself, but had no content, no real platform for it. And so I decided at that point to kind of launch my own business. And it began very small with blogging. And then later on, it was a little bit of coaching. And later on, I launched the podcast as a way to kind of take all of these ideas that I had and kind of desire to put these things into action. And so the show launched out of just my own interest in doing podcasting as a way to bring together a lot of common interests. As far as productivity is concerned, I only really began with that when I had a day job that asked me to be productive. It was so difficult. I had no other way to get it done besides to be really organized. And so I had all these like bits and pieces of my life that I kind of just all brought together into a show. And for me, that's been the platform that I've grown my business ever since. And it's like the glue that kind of holds it all together. I love it. Yeah. The, the, you just said a keyword organization, um, and you know, automations and workflows and all of these things are key to being productive as possible. Um, but let's, let's dive in and first talk about the 5am miracle. Um, and I'm assuming 5am miracle is waking up early. Talk to us about that. Yeah, waking up early was not something that I did naturally. I still don't really do it naturally. It was just one of those things where uh, kind of backtrack to that busy day job that I had when I first discovered productivity, I was doing the full-time job. I had the side business that I was building and I was training for a couple of marathons. And so I realized my schedule was just packed. Every single day was full of stuff and I needed to find a way to fit it all in. And the only thing that made any sense was to train for my marathon before work. And so I decided to just do an experiment and get out of bed at 5 a.m. and see if that would work for me. And on the very first day, I fell in love with the process. It was just this incredible realization that I could wake up and do something that brought me energy and the sense of fulfillment and motivation for the day, and then let that carry into the workday and then later on in the evening, my side business. 
And so that was this, the, the structure for me for a few years was just waking up to take care of the thing I cared most about, which for a while was running. And then later on, the early morning shifted to business projects and personal projects and other things I wanted to do. But the 5 a.m. thing never really stopped because it was the, the core for me was to wake up on, on purpose and to do something that I valued. And I didn't before. I never valued that time before. I would just sleep through it. And then the evening hours tended to be kind of a distracted, you know, not very utilized time. And so for me to maximize the days and hours I'm awake, I wanted to make sure that that time was well spent, which means waking up early to be intentional with that time. So for me, that's been the foundation for so much of, of how I stay productive is just being intentional with when I wake up and then what I do first thing in the morning to make sure the day has that start that I want. So if I'm hearing this correct, you're basically um, not jumping right into productivity, say like to-do list, right? You're priming yourself for the day. So you are investing that that time, that pocket of time on really kind of getting your body in a state ready for that productivity. Um, yeah. And that's something that I've had to learn and rebuild because I used to wake up and start going after my list and grinding. Um, so you're really priming yourself for that. Yeah, the way that I look at it now is that I, I like to choose one kind of main event for the morning. So it's one specific thing I want to get done, which could be, you know, taking care of my body and, and doing like a, a morning run or a workout. Or I might choose one specific project or task that I want to get done before the day begins. So yes, yeah, sometimes it is a taskless kind of project, but it's something that I really care about that I really want to get done. And then I get that same sense of motivation for the day because I already kind of tackled the day first thing. This is how the author Brian Tracy has a book called Eat That Frog, which is that same concept mm -hmm. of do something it. early in the morning you don't want to do. But then when you do it, all of a sudden the rest of the day is that much easier. And I have that same kind of concept that plays into my mornings to say, if there's something I've postponed or I don't tend to do as often as I should, if I do it first thing, it's done. And the rest of the day goes from there. As humans, we thrive in progress. And so you're basically setting yourself up to be, to see progress, to feel progress, to be productive so that you kind of carry that momentum throughout the rest of your day. Yeah, I mean, productivity is really emotional. Like you want to feel like you're doing something and not just for the sake of checking boxes just to be busy, but for the actual like true sense of saying, I got something done that mattered. And because that got done, I can feel pr productive in a really genuine way that carries me into the next task that is also very effective and necessary to get done and not just me staying busy all day. So productivity, a lot of times for me, I'm curious on this concept is um, I, I relate it to energy. Mm -hmm. Um, because we can do things, we can, we can like get checkboxes done all day long, but at what quality or of what level of energy are you doing it? Right. We can go to the gym. I can go to the gym and I can work out for the gym for an hour. But if I go to the gym and I hit it hard for 45 minutes or 30 minutes, it's actually more productive than me just kind of being at the gym for an hour. Right. Yeah. So I like to equally that's that's two things with our start planner. So everyone that's listening here, um, a lot of them have start planners and and on the start planner, we, we start our day by um, writing out some intentions for the day, a focus, um, and then we work on gratitude. And to me, that's all building our right mindset. We're either in a state of fear and a state of gratitude. So gratitude is just a huge thing for me. And then it's building that to do list, which a lot of times I build my to do list for today, yesterday. So then I know where to hit my, you know, because I like you. I'm my most creative and focused in the morning. And I think that's most of us. As the day goes on, our energy starts depleting and um, we've got to find things to figure out how to replenish that. But I love looking at productivity and relationship with energy. So every single day we track water, 
we actually look at um, energy. So I think it's a good thing and sleep. So I'm going to get back to the sleep thing because I'm curious if you're 5 a.m. if you're sacrificing sleep. Um, energy we're looking at because again, it's not just, it's, it's everything that we do, whether we're at home or we're at work, it's that energy that we're bringing that we're either halfway there or all the way there. Um, so do you, what, what is your thoughts on energy? Energy is the whole thing. I mean, I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there in the sense that the way that I view productivity is, you know, the first is making sure you know the, the things you're doing and spending your time on are things that actually matter. And the second is like the physical ability to do the work, which really comes from being energized and having the, your health in order so you can actually give your whole self to something. And so for me, like the, the morning run is a great way to boost my energy, to feel fantastic and to start the day in an emotional state that I want to be in but be able to carry that energy throughout the day. I love you mentioned water and tracking that because you know, I have a, a half liter of water with me all the time and I'm constantly drinking that and then refilling it because it's the thing that keeps me going. And I want to make sure that throughout the day, I have all of those pieces in place to eat the right food, have the right hydration, to stay active. And all those things just feed my ability to get more things done. Um, you mentioned this idea of waking up early and not having enough sleep. The way that I kind of view 5 a.m. is that 5 a.m. is just an arbitrary time on the calendar. If you wake up on purpose at the time you decide the night before, then you can plan your life around going to bed on time, which then gives you the full sleep you need to start the next day refreshed and ready to go. So I have no desire to tell someone to get out of bed at 5 a.m. What I really want is for people to be intentional with how their time is spent, which means deciding your evening routine and bedtime, which then carries over to your morning routine and wake up time. And then, of course, with that, having the right energy cycles in place and habits that feed that whole cycle. I love it, Jeff. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Because um, for me, I think that I've been in different seasons of my life where um, I, I did have it like set in my mind 5 a.m. Because I am an early grinder. I love that. But I also realized I was sacrificing not having the right routines in the morning and also at night to like get myself primed and ready for the day and then also winding myself and mind down for the day. Um, so that I am getting the proper sleep. So I went through a spout for like six months that I was getting like three and four hours of sleep Ooh. and I was working all the time, but I think about it. I'm like, what was my quality of work? I mean, I, I just felt like I was, you know, grinding, just doing what I needed to do to get by. And, you know, I think that a lot of us probably do that and don't even realize it. Cause a lot of times when you're in that moment, you feel like you need to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm -hmm. what you are doing is you're actually depleting your energy when you don't have enough sleep. You um, you crave the carbs. You don't have the energy to like work out like like you you said. And I love that you said health. You said I, you know on my my run, I, it's my physical body, but it's also my emotional state. You know, because I think a lot of times we talk about these productivity things, and people miss that physical physical health is important. I'm not not saying it's not. And talking about the fuel that you, you know fuel, I'm saying fuel, like I'll fuel food, the food that we're eating, which is fuel, um, the water and all those things are important for our physical body, but emotional, mental, spiritual, all those I fully believe, know, and have felt factor into health as well. Like I am a big believer that all those things intertwine and to be this productivity, um, the, this product, productive person, wherever we are and whatever we're doing and giving it the energy that we need, those three things. So I love that you said that. Um, so let's talk about the free time formula. Can you uh, explain that to me? Well, it's actually a really good segue to what you just mentioned, this idea of kind of emotional health and spiritual health and this like bringing your whole self to your work. Because the free time formula was kind of my, I guess, reflection on all the mistakes that I made as someone who values productivity. Because the book- uh, Mistakes or learning, le learning lessons? 
okay, yes. Well, this is this is this is the <laughs> thing. Like the well, I would call it a mistake is the wrong word too. It was a life experience that I had, which is that I burned myself out. Like absolutely yep. worked too hard to the bone and had to my the story I tell in the book is that my wife actually called an ambulance to our house because I thought I was having a heart attack. And it turns out it wasn't one, but it was a stress-induced panic attack that just literally almost killed me. And because I was working so hard. And so the book just really lays out how I approach that and then how to actually create free time on an intentional basis to have that margin built in at the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, that all of this, the, the work that we're doing is not the point. Like we're, we're going for like a lifetime of success and fulfillment that doesn't have to be burning the candle at both ends, which was basically my you know philosophy for so many years without realizing it, that I was just tackling everything like a monster and I wasn't taking this holistic approach. And so for me, it's really about this mantra of saying, I want to manage my stress better. I want to manage my priorities better. And priority is meaning not just tasks to get done, but also the time that I take to rest and, and valuing rest as much as I value the checkbox of the task. And for that, it, it's a real mental like struggle for me even today because my natural tendency is to do the opposite. I always want to drink more coffee and push harder. And so for me to, to be as intentional as I am now about slowing things down, it, it's a process. I'm still working through it years later because I know that I'm working against my natural you know, inclinations. And that for me is I see so many other people are just like this. You know, the go getters, the high achievers who just want more, but more just isn't it and doesn't work long term. And so this oh. book is my attempt to kind of address a lot of those bigger issues. I mean, Jeff, yeah, you and me, it seems like are cut from the same cloth. I mean, <laughs> adrenal, and a lot of those people have massive adrenal fatigue. Um, yes. And it's, I've learned that, you know, I have to actually remove myself a lot of times from environments um, to, to really rest. Um, and I think just becoming really self-aware of yourself and putting, like you said, those habits in place that you know that you need. Um, and then I think other people, some other people are the opposite where they need the push right? Yeah. They can become complacent. So I think the best person that we can get to know is ourselves and really realizing what we need for overall self-care and balance, uh, because sometimes our natural tendencies that can be, we consider, we think they're healthy, uh, they can actually be extreme. I mean, I've been, I don't know about you, but I, I actually, I actually know this is probably for you as well. I have gone vegan and I am a personal development and health junkie myself, but I have done that to extreme. Uh, where it's too much and I actually <laughs> too much of good is ex excess, right? So it's finding yeah. that balance, that flow. Um, and that's the word that I really love is that flow, whether it be you're in a flow of your business or your creative process and you kind of lose yourself in that flow and it's building those habits. Um, a lot of times it's not us that we have to fix, right? It's our habits that need to be tweaked and tweaked and constantly, as you said, never ending tweaked so that even as I'm still down my journey as well, I'm continuously trying to tweak to be better um, and getting to know myself more. We are gonna take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Startplanner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. 
Well, not really what it's all about is that self-awareness piece. I mean, the more that I have learned of my own tendencies, the more that I can counteract those with better habits. And so for me, like that trip to the hospital was just a wake-up call of, you know, this is what my choices can bring me. And so if I don't want that, that consequence, then I need to change who I am and what I do so I get the results I actually want. And it was, you know, sometimes we need a wake-up call that's that intense, hopefully not very often, but it's it, that kind of awareness is so powerful because you can apply that so directly to just daily habits that is the name of the game for getting stuff done, right? It's not about the big wins. Those things happen because of our habits. And so for me, I'm just, I always go back to like, what's the foundation? What are the basics? What's the easy stuff I can do today that will give me that leg up to feel better and to actually be better long-term? Isn't it crazy that sometimes, not crazy, actually, after podcast or podcast, I think you can agree with this, you know, it's, it's the pain that creates that change. I say that often. And it's also those wake-up calls that, which are, generally the painful things that, that forge the real growth that we also need. But more than that, a lot of times it's the pain or the hard things that become our purpose. Like I'm hearing in your voice, like your purpose is now a mission of helping other people, which is some of your biggest pain points. Like it's sometimes our shadows that are the hard things for us that we, we become aware of that can really be our biggest strengths. What's interesting too is that for all, for many years like I was pursuing marathons and then ultra marathons and like really pushing myself to be a better runner and to a certain degree you know people who push those endurance sports you are experiencing extraordinary like intentional pain like you're putting yourself through hell and it's this like on purpose you're you're asking of yourself to go further and to really you know bring the challenge to the front door which is very different than having a challenge show up you didn't ask for. And I've kind of, kind of experienced both of those things where I want to be in a space where I am choosing to be challenged, choosing growth, but on my own terms and in a way that kind of prevents those challenges that I didn't see, didn't see coming. Because I, I, I expect that life will be unpredictable so to a certain degree, but I also realize that I have a lot of power every day to make better choices. And I want those to play out in a more intentional practice for me because you know the more I know of myself, the more I can see these things coming. And the more awareness I have of that, the, the sooner I can then take action to stop a problem, you know, in its tracks. And to me, that's it's so like fulfilling to know that I have the ability to make a different choice every day. And I, I, I just, I think we are curators of our own life. There is things that will happen to us, but it's also how we approach and how we respond to those things that happen to us. So I, I completely agree with everything that you just said and um, that growth and that awareness and just knowing that can help us Man, I, talk, I, either, I either say we're going in a storm, we're preparing for a storm, or we're coming out of a storm. Mm, yeah. Life, that's the unpredictable, right? That's the things that we can't. But having these things in check helps us to, to maybe minimize our storms. Is that fair to say? Yeah. But even the storms that are external that come that we have no, you know, that, that we didn't even do to ourselves, that just happen, right? That we, that we ask why or wish it wouldn't have or it seems unfair or whatever. I've really had to shift my mindset as of not not why, but what am I being asked to learn and what could I tweak here and, and how can I get out quicker? Or a lot of times people have these storms and they just stay in the storm mm. and it's okay to sit in the storm. But it's not okay to stay because that storm will eventually pass and the way it'll pass is by moving yourself out of it. Um, so I completely agree. So you talk about healthy habits. Talk to me about some of your healthy habits that maybe some listeners can gain uh, to apply to their life. Well, I think for me, it goes back to the things we've kind of already mentioned. Water is definitely one of those. I, I know hydration for me is a really big deal. Um, one thing I've been trying with in the last probably, oh, three to six months or so is intermittent fasting, 
which I have found to be really interesting as far as a productivity tool, but also a health kind of, you know, tactic in that it plays in, into the ability for me to minimize kind of how many calories I eat per day. And it also frees up time for me to get more done because I'm seeing less time in the kitchen and working from home. My tendency is to go to the kitchen, you know, frequently throughout the day. And so I'm trying to find those, you know, those habits and routines I can build in that I can maintain regardless of where I am. Uh, having worked from home for the last six years, I have kind of created my own sense of this is what health looks like for me in this space. But I also understand that I need healthy habits that can carry with me wherever I may go in the future as well. So things like being hydrated, getting plenty of sleep. Um, every single day, I want to do some session of yoga. For me, that keeps me going. Even if I can't get to a gym or go for a run like I want to, I know that stretching and taking time for myself really allows me to kind of stay in touch with my body on a daily basis. So I'm looking for those simple little small things I can do like that, that I can, you know, carry with me wherever I go. And I found that just the basics of those things have been really helpful for me to kind of keep the, the mentality and the physicality that I want. Um, so for me, it always comes down to sleep, nutrition and movement. And if those things are in place, then I, I feel my best every day. So I'm curious, um, cause we seem like we're a lot alike, um, and yoga, I'm actually curious of the meditation piece. Uh, that's something mm -hmm. that I've really gotten into. It's actually something that's a really big struggle for me, but, um, one of the key building blocks for life is, uh, you know, in addition to water and food is oxygen. And a lot of times we don't get enough breaths or we don't do enough breath work, or we don't, you know, just try to silence our mind and, and really meditate. So I'm curious if you do any of that as far as your routine as well. So meditation for me has been one of the most difficult habits for me to maintain long term. I go in these little like little, you know streaks where I'll do it really well, and then I drop off for like six months. Um, I recently interviewed the um, the founder of the Muse Meditation Headband, which is a really popular device for people to monitor their actual brain waves as they meditate to remind you to stay in focus. Um, I feel like I'm the kind of person that I sometimes when I have a habit I don't do as often, I need that reminder or that barrier mm -hmm. to really keep me focused. And so for me, that's how I've, I found that to be helpful. The other component for me though, is my version of meditation over the years has been through things like yoga or running in the sense that when I can do a rhythmic activity over time, I can get into that flow state you mentioned earlier, like that idea of for me to get into a state where I feel in rhythm and I feel like things are moving in the same direction. You know, that, that can happen also during a focus block of time where I'm doing a task. But usually for me, it happens while out in the woods for a hike or for a run or doing some yoga, like some very simplistic but rhythmic activity that allows me to kind of tune out the rest of the world and just do one thing really well. Like that's kind of how I view meditation now, as opposed to saying I have to sit on my couch and close my eyes for 20 minutes a day. I, I don't really need that necessarily. That's good to do. But what I really need to make sure I'm doing are the things I'm already doing, but just do them at a higher level where I can stay focused and, re and really be in flow. I like it. So let's talk about productivity and task managers. What do you say um, as far as task managers? What are you referring to here? Um, I use a, a task manager called Nozbe. It's spelled N-O-Z-B-E. It's basically a glorified to-do list. It's similar to things like Asana or Trello, it's other popular kind of online tools. Um, the way that I view my task manager is a way to organize my small stuff for the day, the little itty bitty details I wanna make sure I don't forget, so all those reminders. And I use my calendar for the big major events and schedule blocks of time. 
And so most of my life bounces back and forth between those two applications on my computer and phone because um, my whole system is digital. Um, I have messed around with the physical planners and I've tried them in the past, but I just tend to be so much more efficient with the computer that everything in my life a few years ago went all digital. And so that's how I manage everything. And it really works for me to make sure that I have a place to record everything, every thought that I have, every idea I have, it all gets into these systems and then it flows from there to be assigned as a task or an event or as an idea for later. And so uh, my whole goal with productivity in terms of the specific task management aspect is just to make sure that anything that I think is important gets recorded somewhere and then gets prioritized in, in the right order. And if that happens, then any idea I have, anything that's important will be in the right place at the right time. And for me, that's kind of the core of what makes it work well. And obviously I rep represent a paper product um, planner, but here's the thing is, is it doesn't matter whether it's paper, digital, or even a combo. So at, although right. I represent a paper, I am actually a combo. I have, mm -hmm. our team has digital formats and then we have digital calendars. I mean, I'm all about efficiency. So it's finding out where you can be more efficient. So, I mean, there's other people in my life that need to see my calendar with different areas of it. Um, so a digital calendar is what makes sense. But for me on a daily basis, I'm so busy and I have so many different things and, um, I'm better with actually a piece of paper right in front of me. And I think that retention and that focus and that journaling and really priming myself for the day, I have to write it out. Um, so although I have an online calendar, I also want to sit down on a quarter at a time and vision out what are my personal projects? What are my business projects? And I just feel like I lose something by like not being able to like write it out, um, so, and I think that's different for everybody. So I love that you said that because I think it's important to figure out what is your flow for your mm -hmm. productivity and just creating that flow and sticking to it. Um, a lot of people start a, um, a digital and then they like, they get sidetracked throughout their day and they never open it back up. It doesn't work for them. Or a lot of people start paper products and it doesn't work for them. I think that it's, it's creating a system and a flow that works for you and sticking to it. Um, and for me, I just, I have to have pen and paper. Like, um, I, I, I idolize the people that can just, um, be completely digital cause I'm all about efficiency and simplicity, but I just think for mental retention and all, all of that, I, I need that paper. Yeah, um, definitely. I know there's a lot of people that when I recommend certain tools, like whether they use a task manager on their computer or their, an app on their phone, you know, they'll tell me a week later, Oh, I don't use that app. I'm like, well, why not? Did you even look at it? I'm like, oh, no, I don't look at it at all. Like, the thing is, like, there's a, <laughs> a missing piece between having the tool, whether it's a physical planner, a digital app, like whatever the thing is, if you're not using it, it has no value to you. And so you have to make sure the things that you're going to use every day are where they need to be for you. And so for a lot of people, yeah, it could be a physical planner, it could be a digital app, it just needs to be whatever like is in the place for you to get your work done. And if that's happening, and you're using it every day, then that's the thing for you. And I think the biggest thing is, right, is what's going to help you maintain that focus throughout the day. Right. Um, and for me, I, I, I need that paper product. And then I also, I have a calendar for, I have, you know, I have podcasts, I have interviews, I have meetings, I have all these things, but I also like to, it's digital on a calendar, but every single day I sit down in the morning and I write out, I have a, it's got a time block from 530 in the morning until 9 PM. I time block out my time and seeing, okay, here's on my to-do list. What can I pencil in here or do that? It's being efficient with that time, right? Mm -hmm. Time is our most valuable asset. And um, I talk about time. Time is relative though. I, I talk about that, that, that it's important to look at time and to measure time and to know that you've only got that one day, but really all you have is right now. Like whatever has happened in the past, it's in the past and you can take those lessons and bring them to the future, bring them, bring them to now. And then whatever is in the future, it's in the future. Like you need to have a goal 
Um, and you need to have those visions and you need to build those, but it's the daily things that you do and the habits that you do day in and day out that build that future. So if you're worrying about the future, if you have anxiety and you're not moving um, now, it's going to affect the future. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Um, So, you know, I really, uh, I love the thought of really just trying to focus on now, which is also a hard thing for myself. And I'm, I would imagine it's probably a hard thing for you too. Um, And it's a hard thing for most of us. A lot of us live in the past or in the present. I mean, in the past or in the future, we forget to like fully just be in the present. So for me, just having that right in front of me is something that helps me kind of um, stay focused uh, stay productive and and be more efficient. And for you, it might, you know, it, it, it could be the digital. So I, I love that you brought this up as a conversation. Yeah, certainly. Um, all right. Is there any productivity tips that you want to leave everyone with? Ooh, I think you mentioned this kind of in the beginning of the interview was this idea of being intentional before tomorrow. So the night before is kind of how I view this as if I want to plan out my, you know, tomorrow morning's routine or t- tomorrow is like major task. I really want to make sure that my evening routine is the most intentional part of my day, which seems counterintuitive, but like that's ending the day well is what sets up tomorrow to be the best it can be. And so I want to make sure that my evening routine is set in place that I know when I'm going to turn off my computer, turn off my phone, you know, ignore all the electronics, but also have a plan in place for tomorrow morning to say, here's the next most important thing for me to do. And I'll get out of bed tomorrow morning at the time I decided and do that thing. And so for me, everything comes back to being intentional and having those rhythms and those systems in place that can really guarantee your own success. And so you just, once again, you go back to that awareness piece, know yourself, know where you tend to lean, and then create those boundaries to make sure that you can stay on track. And once that's in place, you minimize a lot of the inefficiencies and you really do get a lot more done and you feel better about it. And once again, that emotional piece is like, it all comes back to that if you have that the day ends well with a plan for tomorrow. I love it. Yep. You, you couldn't have said it better. Well, Jeff, can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you? Um, obviously, your website is jeffsanders.com. Where else can they connect with you on social media or other platforms? Yeah, my podcast is probably the best place to go, The 5 a.m. Miracle. You can find that wherever you find your podcasts. And, of course, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole the whole like of that stuff. At uh, Jeff Sanders TV is my, my handle at most places. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me there as well. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for this conversation and um, helping people be more productive. I, I love this conversation. Um, I knew it was going to be to be good and, and spreading your word. And um, I think that we all get stuck and we all need to be more productive and, and intentional. So I love what you're doing and representing. So thanks for this conversation. Yeah, thank you. It's a lot of fun. All right, we'll be back next week, you guys. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.